All right, before we kick into this episode, I just have a quick, quick favor to ask. If you would do me the honor of heading over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to Slow Down Man, and uh, subscribe, first of all. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, if you can go and leave a written review, an honest review, honestly, means the world. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you. Appreciate you listening. And uh, enjoy this episode. talk about a lot of things. One of the things uh, we're going to talk about though is, is death. And our guest today doesn't think that get death is that daunting of a topic. And I'm, I've ta- I talked to her last week. I'm intrigued to talk to her today. Her name is Claudia. Oh, Mitch, get this right. Gotzelman. Hey, Claudia, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thanks for slowing down with us. Thanks for having me. I am excited to talk about whatever we're going to talk about awesome we're happy to have you here um yeah i just kind of set the stage and was like yeah we're going to talk about death so at some point we have to touch on death because i put that in the intro but um but uh i i think before we get into that though we're gonna we're gonna do a little meditation aren't we yeah so i thought since we are talking about death that we should open our hearts to this topic and um so it's just gonna be you know short i -hmm. even have a little singing bowl so all of you out there everybody um let's just breathe in and exhale and be calm and we find our spot So let's just breathe out again. Let's feel our body on the chair and ground our feet. And we focus on our heart and we breathe into our belly and breathe out and send all the energy from our heart through our body out and further out through the house through the city outwards into the sky through the sky out into the universe in the stars and further out and further out we breathe into our heart and we arrive And we realize that we have no place to be other than here. There's nowhere to go other than this very moment. And we breathe. We make space in our heart to receive whatever needs to be received in this very moment. And we send out our beautiful energy through the walls of our house, through the city, and through the landscape and we send it to the animals and our friends and the people we know and not know and we send it out further into the skies and into the clouds 
and in the stars and the sun and further out into further galaxies. We send all of the love which will never be shortage of, we send it and we breathe out to send it further. And while we make all this space, we feel that also there's so much love coming towards us, also from the sky and different galaxies and the stars and the moon and the sun and the animals and the plant kingdom towards us. All the love from all these creatures and all these beings on our beautiful Mother Earth. And we inhale it and we accept it. We bring it into our body and into our heart space. And we feel the gratitude for this big feeling of oneness. We breathe a few more times. And we arrive, we come back to us and we open our eyes. Thank you. Wow. I very good. Very good. I'm uh I you know, I woke up a little bit on on edge this morning, you know, just a little bit uh, out of out of sorts. And now, now I'm feeling calm. You've got a you've got a very soothing voice, Claudia. Thank you. <laughs> um so when when we chatted last week you you mentioned oh like i think like what do you think about doing a quick meditation before the show and at first i was like uh <laughs> and honestly at first i was like i don't know <laughs> but then i was like as you were telling me this and as i was thinking about it i'm like oh that's a great idea like to, to get us into a, a a state a grounded state and also to get anyone listening into a similar state and so th this is a very um, broad question, but what what does meditation do for your state specifically? Like, why why did you suggest that? Well, I think it's a very simple but effective way to ground. I think we're we we're so frazzled these days. There's so much going on. On the surface, maybe it appears that there's nothing going on, but internally there's so much we have to cope with. And when we breathe deeply into our being, there's this, it, yeah, we can tap into the abundance and the gratitude of our existence. And for me, I really feel the oneness of, of who we all are on this planet with the animals and the plants and it really grounds me mm -hmm. because I don't, I think we don't ground enough, you know, I don't know when you were the last time barefoot. Barefoot? Barefoot. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm barefoot right now, but in my house, but not in the, but, ground. Uh, not, not in the <laughs> ground, not very often, maybe in the summer, a few days in the ground, yeah, yeah. but yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, and I love what you say about, about oneness. Um, I think there's something un ungrounding and in, inherently ungrounding about how how society uh, t tells us to be on a daily basis. It's like go out, get you know, get get the money, get the job, go do the things, um, and it's very much not from a place of we're all the same. It's like I'm different. I'm going to go make more money than these people. I'm going to go 
uh, get a better looking girlfriend than these people. It's, it's like very much set up, you know, battle of the battle of the, the fittest. Um, and I, that's, I think part of why your, your meditation around oneness is so grounding is that it, it brings you back to like, Oh, I'm not so different from my neighbor, Tommy, who's got a nicer model Range Rover than me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, I think we really need to connect with, with, um, the earth and our neighbors more again, you know, community. I think of one thing, um, the pandemic has shown us is that what is essential it all falls away right what but what is left is the connection to others meaningful relationships and community that's that's if we have that i think we feel much more whole deep exchanges trusting laughter you know who cares about the car and the latest outfit mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have any meaning Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's so true. And the, yeah, I, I think you're totally right. And I think everyone probably has, I, I can't speak on behalf of everyone, but I would think everyone during this, the, you know, isolation and quarantine has had an experience where they have realized like, wow, the, the value of um, connection in my life had, had been severely understated until now. Like I had no idea how important it was to me until mm-hmm. until this time yeah um okay Let, let's tra- let's transition slowly here into into death let's talk death <laughs> you don't think that death should be a, a heavy topic i know you told me that when we chatted last week and you 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 had a were you, were you gonna say something there you, you look like you were gonna no okay <laughs> Um, you, you told me last week about how you, you went through a divorce, um, where you feel like you died. Mm-hmm. And, and I've heard this before from people who say, you know, their relationship ends, their they get laid off, their sporting career ends, and they feel like a, a part of them dies. Um, I know most notably, I think it was Maradona after he was no longer able to play football as they call it or soccer in, in the usa mm-hmm. um he said a piece of him died mm-hmm. and it was he had to grieve that that through that process can you can you describe what you what you mean by this yeah so there's small deaths and there's bigger deaths and well first of all i don't yeah so we you know there, we don't engage on the topic of death and because we don't engage on the topic it has this darkness and this heaviness and this like distance where people are afraid and we're like no 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 we're not gonna talk about it and we're not gonna think about it because it's far 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 away mm. so then it becomes bigger in our minds but if we engage on the little death let's say a relationship ends or a job you get laid off that is a part of us dying because it's our identity so if we engage on this and if we we come to terms with it and we mourn it and grieve it then we can make peace with it and then we can let it go and it doesn't need to sit and linger in us and we make space for something new for the new person for something new to to the birth right actually matter of fact every moment of our life is a form of death because our cells are constantly renewing 
who you were 10 minutes ago, I was, is not anymore, right? So it's already, there's a death right in our everyday life. And we're not scared of that. But mm -hmm. if it comes to these bigger topics and we're like, oh my God, this, mm -hmm. then it became, people shrink and the shoulders and the body language. And we're like, but so if we engage on that, that's one aspect, then we can, so we make peace with it. We, we, we come, we reconcile. But also when we talk about this, the flip side is then that we talk about love. We talk about yeah. meaning. We talk about life. Ooh. How, you know, what it means to us to, to mourn this person or to, to like you mentioned Maradona. So, you know, mm. his passion, his love was to, to play soccer. And so he couldn't do it anymore. So he loved it so much. Of course, he had mm. to mourn mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So it's beautiful. It's, uh, so it, it's what you're saying is there's a flip side of that coin. It's not all this doom and gloom. There's an opportunity for that. That's inherently part of it. And you can't get around that, but there's also an opportunity for rebirth for, for new. Yeah. Um, and I love that. Why, why do you think that we're so scared of the concept of death of thing of losing things of things coming to a conclusion? Well, I think it's part of it because we're so detached from our, selves and we have alienated death and made it so dark because if you go back into our history of the world or into tribal customs how do they sell have the death they celebrate death they celebrate the life of that person if, and mm -hmm. or if you go into india then the hindu uh, you know religion they they think it's not an end it's just an one end of you are rebirthed into something else so it's just here uh, we in the in in our western culture let's say maybe with the religions we took on it became so heavy and it became so guilt-ridden and mm -hmm. but and also isn't it isn't it used to be when you read about it when you again go into history it used to be a whole communal thing the whole village would come together and celebrate and, and and exchange and then there would be a feast there would be food and drinks and stories shared and I, you know I don't know how it is in in, in Canada but um, when I read about German tradition there was always like a schnapps given out afterwards mm. and people would come and maybe they would get a little dips tipsy and but then there would be fun stories shared mm -hmm. so there mm -hmm. was a lightness but now we, we just seem like we have just dropped all of this and it becomes mm. more isolated and isolated and then we find ourselves in a high-tech uh, hospital room with neon lights and horrible sounds Oof, of yeah. machines and mm. that's what we associate with mm. that's why we're like hmm, death oh my god do you, yeah do, do you think that that in a way um it, it comes from a place of of attachment of of us being and i i don't think there's a way to, to not be attached in some way it's a human um it's just a human instinct to an extent i think but an attachment to um to to the things in our lives like that that's why we are scared of death like whether you're talking about the death of a human being or the death of um, a job, if let's say job, job, like a job context for this example, you, you're, you're attached to um, your coworkers, you're attached to the um, emotions you get when you, when you 
when when you're told like you're good at what you're doing you're good at this job the the ego hit you get um of of having served this identity for a certain number of years um and it, it almost takes a sense of detachment um to come to this place that you're talking about where it's like you're looking at it as a celebration a place of rebirth um but i will say it's it's hard <laughs> it's it's hard of course it's hard i'm you know i'm not saying it's easy it's a thing if we but if we realize that all these things external don't take away from our identity who we truly are mm -hmm. but then of course then the next you know we open the next level down because we need to learn who we truly are so how do we yeah. Ooh, yeah. that that's and you know but and because of the way we currently live because of social media there's so much external identification mm, yeah and i find because now this is this flip side the silver lining of the pandemic and the lockdown a lot of the distractions are all stripped away and what's left and it's really uncomfortable for a lot of us because this 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 feeling sits in us and it becomes this knot and we get restless and we we don't know what to do with it because suddenly there's this silence so we would have to lean into and learn you know what is it telling me and maybe the realization is that we are not on the right path maybe we need to get out of, out of that relationship or out of that job but you know it's uncomfortable Mm. Oh, it's incredible. That's a good word to uh, describe it with uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. I, yeah, I think you're right. It's like a, it's, it's an attachment to, as humans, we, we attach and identify naturally with external things like that's just, just what we do. Mm -hmm. Aside from maybe, you know, some enlightened people out there who literally have no attachments and are sitting in a, in a cave and just like, you know, in, in peace and Zen. But, but, um, Aside from them, we, you know, everyone's got, got their attachments. And I think that's what makes it so hard. What, what makes death so hard is that like, you know, when your identity is wrapped up in these things, it's, it can be devastating when, when that, that piece of you dies. And you, I, I think I found this on your website, um, but you say that following your divorce, you with time and courage, I should mention that it took, it took time and it took some courage, but you faced your fears and you, you say you found acceptance and which you also say you came to realize that that acceptance was the greatest gift you could have received from the universe. Um, what, what do you mean in saying that you found acceptance and I guess, why is that the greatest gift you've ever received? Well, so this art old part of me died and there was not, uh, there's not no going back. Right. So it's either I can find it forever and I can turn bitter and, um, never learn anything about myself or realize that this is the most incredible opportunity to burn down and, and, and this, this old self dies and I accept it. And then make space by letting it all go, but then pick up this, all these pieces, which I still would like to keep. So doesn't that bring me closer to my authentic core self? Like maybe when mm. we were born, 
you know we we or when we are little we're so free and we're so nothing is weighing us down and then life happens and we we just start carrying around all these extra luggage and it sometimes i find it you know and then we have these moments these these, these heart-wrenching yes death like mm -hmm. then we can all shed it off and then like wow i'm so light hmm interesting so what what was that that you were shedding off what would you describe that i love that visual i think it makes a lot of sense just in hearing it but what what is that if you had to put a word to what you were shedding identity right yeah i shed my identity it was actually it's fascinating because i was living a certain life with a certain group of friends in a certain way i mm -hmm. you know i was going down that path and i was feeling when it went well was it going well i felt wow that's it i'm go just going down that path but i right. didn't realize how derailed i actually was how much i had given up of myself so when all when i when i could let go of it i was like wow i realized what i had lost and that i could gain it all back you know i've always been very spiritual but in in this in this relationship when i'm not there's no blaming it's just life happens like it's just how it is right mm -hmm. it's just we we just go down that road i didn't realize how how i had neglected that so now i got to step back into it and nurture it and so i i like to say i burst my new old self oh amazing <laughs> I, <laughs> you birthed your new old self. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, and that's a good point that, that you said that you, in a way, it sounds like you abandoned parts of yourself in, in that relationship. And it's amazing. And you're not, I'm sure you're not the only one in the world to have done that. There's almost everyone I think does it to some extent when they get in relationship with someone. And it's crazy how, whatever those chemicals, that, that are going on that almost, I know um, someone, I don't know where I heard this, but that lo love is literally the, the chemicals that are released in your brain are more powerful than like snorting cocaine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's insane. <laughs> um, they're more, more so, addictive, yeah, addicting right. than that. Addictive drug. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's natural, but you know, so it's natural to, a band be like, Oh, I don't, I can shift this part of myself aside, or I can mask this, put this away for a little while and, you know, show up as what I think that my partner wants me to show up as, um, in order to, to get this, the love that the hit, right. Is mm -hmm. that, is that kind of what your experience was like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't happen overnight. It's very subtle. It just sneaks in and mm -hmm. over time, I think you give up a little bit more and you give up a little bit more because you know we're all merchants together and we, it's a give and take and but then suddenly you wake up one day and you're like whoa wow yeah <laughs> i would imagine yeah i'd imagine it's not a it's not a conscious thing i'd imagine no um you're not like oh yeah i don't i don't need uh <laughs> i don't need this part of myself i'll throw this away um Amazing. So what was that like when coming back from that, like the, the death period happened, I'm sure there was just like sadness, like feeling of loss. Um, 
but then then the rebirth phase as you say came afterwards and what was that like refinding those parts of you like did those parts of yourself just just pop up again or did it take some self did you have to go alone in a cave for a little while and and look inwards like what did that process look like the cave was a sofa (laughs) 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 no it was like it was definitely it was like six months oh my god it was horrible but maybe because it was really just burned down and Mm -hmm. i and i think the magic happened with the acceptance there was like you know the first steps were maybe i woke up in the morning i was like okay i accept it there's another shitty day i'm not gonna do anything i'm just gonna sit on this sofa or i became Mm -hmm. a chain smoker i don't even smoke and i smoked for six months (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's you know why because it's smoking is the 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 basically the breathing right so the anxiety uh, can't, because it calms down anxiety. I could have meditated, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I smoked cigarettes mm-hmm. instead. And so it's just, you know, it was that process. But the moment I accepted it, I think it took the pressure away. And more and more, I realized I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. And then this letting go process sort of kicked in. And then I found like, hmm. Maybe I'm gonna keep this, and maybe I'm gonna keep that, and then I met new people, new friends, mm-hmm. and then you know. So it's just sort of this rebirthing, and I think it's mm-hmm. about. It's also because I gave myself permission. I gave myself the permission to be in that hole, and that I think was the the key element for the rebirth. Yeah. I, oh, I love that. Well, okay, a few things. First of all, I I totally understand why you you turned to smoking over meditating or something like that, because <laughs> I, I I've been to Europe a few times, and every time I'm there, I I've never smoked, but I think of smoking every time I go because it looks so much cooler in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's doing it in bars, where everywhere. Um, but but also on a more serious note, um, you you. I love what you said. You like, I accepted it. And you, you gave yourself permission to just be in that, that hole, as you said, like to just yeah. feel that whatever came up yeah. um, and told yourself I am safe because there was probably like a, just a nervous system response going on. That was like out of your control. It was just like, it doesn't know what's going on. It's responding. And, and so you're just dealing with that as, as you can. Yeah. And that's got to be hard to accept, but that's that's what you got to do, right? Right. And and simultaneously, I went through that grieving process, right? So I was grieving. I was grieving mm-hmm. the loss because I cared so much. So I, I lost the person I, I, yeah, I loved so dearly. I lost the life. I lost um, my, my, my everyday life. I lost the community. So I was grieving that. So I went through all the stages, you know, I was, there's denial. I was like, no, it's not, it's not true. It's all going to come back. And then there was anger. I went through this crazy anger phase. But each and every time I was just allowing it. I was like, and mm-hmm. recognizing, I was like, okay, now I'm in the grieving stages. This is it. It's fine. I'm, it's okay. I can be angry. And in the beginning, there was a wave and then tsunami. And then, you know, what's one when I was on the sofa. <laughs> and then it went less and less and less. And, you know, so I guess, yeah, that, that's sort of the, the structure of what I went through. Mm. I, I love that allowing. Um, and I'm curious, 
how it's affected, how going through this experience of, of dying, a part of you dying, has affected the way that you view the world now, if, if that's changed. Um, because I know a lot of people who have near-death experiences and things like that, where they're faced fate, like head-on with the concept of death, of losing their own life. It's like they, from that point on, it's, cra- it's crazy. They'll start starting businesses. They'll do all these things that they, mm-hmm. they never, they were putting off for years that they were dreaming of doing, but, you know, needed that push to get over the edge. Did, did you have an experience like that after the, the, the breakup? Um, yeah. I mean, so I, I totally feel my world differently. I tapped into my spirituality and I know truly I am enough and I'm okay. I think that out of this came this enormous trust that I got myself and that created so much freedom and it changed everything around me because I don't really need, you know, if you have the energy of needing to be with somebody or wanting Mm -hmm. something, it's a, it's the energy we subconsciously respond to. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm perfect, you know, it's a daily practice, right? But there's this core belief I just have now. I'm like, I'm okay. And I, I trust, I truly trust my journey. Whatever happens, I will be okay. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Um. And a, a part of that, I think, is that like you before were attached, you were, you were reliant on, on this piece of you as your identity. Is this bringing you joy and making you a part of who you are? And then when that died, it's like, okay, now there's a hole. Right. <laughs> now what about, and you were, you were forced to be like, okay, be with that hole and be like, I'm, I'm good enough without that piece, that puzzle exactly. piece. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, totally. And do you, do you think that uh, do you think that we have to go through death to confront what you've confronted here? Like to go to face, I am enough. I am okay. Do we have to go through death? In your opinion, I think we. You know, when you when you meet people and you scratch a little bit on the surface, you know that we're all broken. We all have crazy stories, actually, and I think. I do actually believe that now that we all have through these hardships, which are presented to us is an amazing opportunity to to crack open and step into this, for lack of a better word, evolved version of ourselves. And then it becomes a choice. Can we face the, the tunnel of the fear and the trauma to go through it and really rebirth ourselves? It's like a birth canal into the darkness like a real birth actually we have to go you know the baby is born in the birth canal and and it's growing in the darkness before it can come to the light so it's almost like that we have to go into this birth canal and be completely in the darkness and marinate in this with ourselves and our hardships and but it's i think it's it's a choice and some people may not be able to 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 risk it because Mm -hmm. it feels probably not safe yeah. yeah, yeah, for for sure. I think it, it probably feels unsafe to some extent. And I, as you're as you're saying that, I'm thinking that in a way, the a similar experience um, to to what you experience with 
detachment from what's around you um, and and having to face just you, you, you yourself in the mirror, right? And be like, I'm okay just like this is a similar experience to, to practices like meditation um, to in that you are detaching from, from all of those other things. There's nothing except for you right there that you're, your fate. I wouldn't say it's like death, but it's, it's like death and that you're detaching mm-hmm. from those, those things. They're not dying, but you're, you're no longer attached to them. Would you agree with that? On an intellectual level? Yes, I agree. Maybe the, 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 because when you, you don't meditate for six months, right? But you no. would meditate. For, well, you could. For, <laughs> yeah. I could, I could. <laughs> but you, you know, maybe for an hour and there, I'm sure there's a lot of struggle and it could be in that hour and maybe it's transcendental meditation. Mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. hold on to it. All the thoughts and we truly, we look at it, we spin it around and we let it go. And so, yeah, on, a, on this intellectual, metaphorical level, I agree. It, it, it's, it's, I guess it's a form, you know, the meditation of dying and rebirthing or letting, just letting, letting go acceptance. Mm, let it go. Maybe yeah. it's letting go and acceptance. I accept whatever comes up. I don't hold on. And I'm okay with whatever also comes up. I look at it, it's fine. It's part of me. I don't have to suppress it. Hmm. You know, there, we no, all no. have, we all have um, our demons. That's another, it's so important to know our demons. We have to befriend our demons. I think I got to really know my demons. <laughs> I was on that sofa for six months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now, you know, now because I, I, I know them. I know I got to know myself so well. I'm also when they come and be like, I'm going to interfere with your day to day and I'm going to put some anxiety into you and make you fearful. I'm like, okay, and maybe then the meditation comes in and I can breathe into it and be like, okay, I know you. You're going to be over there and not right here. By, okay, by demons you mean you mean just the parts of ourselves that we don't we don't like that we mm-hmm. we try to avoid it unless we absolutely have to to face them. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Because we have and, to we know it. Uh, we know it. They're sitting. You gotta you gotta face them at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. You gotta face yeah. them at some point. Yeah, we should actually put visuals to them. We should, um, you know, write about them. We should journal with them. We should actually talk to them because at the end. I think they're part of us. Maybe they come from our childhood or from our ancestors. Who knows where they, but they are, we all have them. But if we can befriend them and then they, they probably won't be as noisy because they're, they're heard and seen and we talk to them like, okay, hi, you, hey, here you are. Hey, you, I see you. Yeah. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> Stay over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's, yeah, it's like confronting them, like acknowledging they're there, um, be, being with them, you know, mm-hmm. not being resisting, I suppose, but not getting dry, totally sucked in by them at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not letting them have that that grasp and that hold on you that they right. that they can tend to have. Yeah. Um, okay, so you said that the the biggest thing in your your process following the divorce and the, the rebirth quote unquote was, was giving yourself permission, like the allowing and your, your coaching practice is called 
and your Instagram, by the way, follow her on, follow <laughs> Claudia on Instagram. Um, it's called Permission to Bloom. Mm-hmm. And what 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 made you go with that name? I'm curious because you you've used that word a few times. And and what what does it mean to live in full bloom? In your opinion? Okay, it just sort of came to me. I was um, so I went through all the things I went through, and then I I engaged on the topic of death, and I actually did an end of life doula training, you know, to to really engage on actual death. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, I need more structure. Sorry, Claudia, can you, can you explain what an end-of-life doula training is to, to anyone out there who, who's going, what? excuse me, what is that? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> what <are> you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> so um, end-of-life doula, there's birthing doulas, and then there's, you know, which help bring the babies to the world, and then there's doulas which help to transition from form to formless. And, um, you know, it's the synchronicity of, of life, how it all happened. But I was really interested in the, in, in death, in death, because this is how mm-hmm. I felt. So I, um, went and uh, did this education to become an end of life doula. So you could hire me, um, one year, six months, nine months before you pass, or maybe you have a relative and you want to help this relative and then we would go and talk about everything related to death like to um the way you want to maybe mend some relationships your legacy the actual day of the death the ceremony do you want to have people there do you want to see the sky do you want Mm -hmm. to play certain music you know your borough um maybe you have a wish um a last trip you want to make you want to mend some relationships you need to Mm, do some financial mm -hmm. things and so on and so on so Mm, interesting okay okay sorry carry on (laughs) (laughs) no but you know it's it's beautiful process because there's clarity you 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 put clarity to this very precious moment of your life and we're all going to go there so i don't think it's heavy i think it's more heavy if we don't know let's say you you are in the hospital and you have never talked about this and then you're in this in this room and then your relatives come and nobody knows anything and maybe you can't even communicate well wouldn't mm-hmm. you rather know have told all your family and your loved one this is what i want and they can fulfill this wish for you right, i think there's right. so much more integrity in that yeah. I, and I think the, the ultimate goal, really, when you think about it, is just to be on your deathbed and just to feel like at peace, content, mm-hmm. right? Not not holding resentment, not not um, not wishing like, oh, I wish I forgave Tommy. Damn it. Not like not. And, you, and yeah, you're probably by the way, you're probably not going to be like, oh, I'm so glad I I'm, I'm happy because I, I bought that that Range Rover. And, you know, I lived a good life. Yeah, back to the Range Rover, (laughs) full circle. Um, But yeah, I love that. You know, so that and this is what, um, what a lot of people say these days, you can, you know, read these articles. And they they say, I wish that, you know, I wish I would have lived more. I wish I would have done done this trip. I wish I would have taken this money and gone on this trip. I wish I would have meant my relationship maybe i would have mm-hmm. i wish i would have told that person i love her or him mm-hmm. and i think that that to me that is heavy but yeah. if you yeah. really engage on the topic then 
you know, then it becomes very beautiful because then it becomes a celebration. Right, right. Mm. And yeah, it goes back to you. You know, we talked about COVID and 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 everyone met, and everyone finding out like, wow, connection is really all that that friggin' matters. Mm. And COVID is a form of death in some ways. Like parts it of is. of what we identified with died for a period of time. Um, and yeah, similarly with with when we're on our deathbed, probably the biggest thing we'll care about, I would imagine, is just like the connections, the connections mm -hmm. that were made right. or that weren't made and how deep they were. Mm -hmm. So now I'm coming back to permission to bloom. Mm, so please. Now, you know, because uh, I did this, the, the, these, these tools I learned, I'm, I brought them into permission to bloom into my coaching practice, because if we you know, we want to bloom, let's say we, we what we discussed, we don't feel like we're aligned, we're authentic with our life goals. And, and we often don't know what it is. But if we, if I ask you right now, if you have three months to live, and you close your eyes, and you really think about it, or you write down, you know, are you okay? Or are there some dreams? Are there some things? Are you really living the life you need to live? Are you really alive? Or, you know, do you need to make some changes? And mm -hmm. I'm not saying you should quit your job, you know, sell the Range Rover and... <laughs> you know. Range Rovers are fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they accept, they don't accept. We have nothing against Range Rovers. No, 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 yeah. nothing against Range Rovers. <laughs> but, you know, it's this check-in. I think we need to all check in with ourselves more often and not just at the end of the life. We need to check in every year. We should, and because then it gives us this this awareness, like where we are, and then we can make changes to just live a better and fulfilled life. Because this life is so short, and we always think, "Oh, death is out there, far away, far." You know, we think of the older people in elderly mm -hmm. homes, but right now, we even how do we know? Nothing is for granted, right? Anything can happen. So mm -hmm. why not live the life we truly envision? So it's an empowerment and it's this permission we need to give ourselves to step into it and build. Mm. Oh, I love it. Love it. Love it. The, uh, I, I think I, I love the, just the, the phrase living in full bloom, which you use. And it, you know, I, I think it comes down to like, that's, that's, that's the, the goal, right, is to just be, to live as full as you can. Mm -hmm. Like just to not, no tiptoeing around, no like, oh, is this okay for me? What will people think of this? It's like, no, like this is what I, this is what matters to me. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking go for this. And um, yeah, just identifying what matters, getting as close to that core self as possible and just chasing that down to the greatest extent that we can. There's no perfection in it. Just like, you know, just live in full. No, you know, I think it's so interesting how, I mean, I, I, I need to talk about myself here too. And we all do that. It's like, am I really showing up to my full potential or am I selling myself short because I'm afraid that I would fail or I'm not good enough? And we all do that. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. I can, I really need to show up. It's this showing up to who I truly meant to be. And does it feel vulnerable? Yes. But when it feels vulnerable, that's when the magic happens. That's when we're walking out on that lake and the ice is maybe frozen and not just for one or two days. And you're like, oh, 
I'm going to fall in. But then it's actually going to hold us up and we're going to be okay. Right, right. Oh, I love, I love that visual. I love it. Um, yeah, that, that's totally it. It comes down to vulnerability. And I, I think it's important, and you kind of mentioned this, but it's important to acknowledge that there's no, there's no like perfection in this. There's no um, model way of doing it. It's just like you say, showing up. It, it's like looking in the mirror at the end of the day and being like, did I show up? to the fullest extent today that I could. And if you didn't, that's fine. But it's just like striving for that every day. Yeah, I think we need this is, again, this question, we, we need to ask ourselves more often, you know, how, who am I? Who do I need to be? What is my authentic self really wants from me? And sometimes mm -hmm. it probably feels really uncomfortable because mm -hmm. we know mm -hmm. maybe we need to let go of that relationship or we have stayed far too long in that job, but it's cushy and I'm like, mm, because, you know, I can buy mm -hmm. another Range Rover. So. <laughs> right. There we go. Range Rover's good. <laughs> yeah. And all of that, it's hard. It's hard, man. It's like the, the, the social media, the world's telling you, this is who you should be, right? Mm -hmm. This, you need this car, you need this job, you need this partner, etc. And you, it's hard to sometimes decipher like, well, what is social media conditioned on me and society conditioned on me? And what do I actually want? Mm -hmm. And I found, I'm interested to hear how you decipher this, but I found it's like, what, how do I, how does this feel? It's like in, in the, I can usually, if I'm going for something and I, and I'm trying to decipher like, do I really want this? Or is this just like, um, something I think I want, but I really want it just cause it would look cool for whatever. It's like, how does, when I think about it, it's like, how does it feel? You know? Are you talking about external things or internal? I, anything, 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 literally anything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I check in. I, I, I think I meditate. Um, I'm not a person who makes completely like quick decisions, even so I think I'm, I'm spontaneous, but I think, think it through. Does that benefit me tomorrow? Does it have meaning in three months? That's another mm -hmm. good question because often we get so sucked into certain things and then, and also do I really, you know, we need to be able to be alone with ourselves and, oh, yeah. you know, and it's not about loneliness, but it's about lo aloneness. And I think we need to be able to just be our own company and, you know, and still have fun with ourselves and with whatever we do right that's that's it's so essential and if we can do that then also we protect outward this beautiful energy and things will come to us mm, i love that be be your own company mm. awesome awesome stuff um claudia we could talk all day but uh this is the final question i ask all guests on the show it's if you if you could send a message to the version of yourself that was at the lowest point of your life, aka rock bottom, what would that message be? Whoa. It's, it's tough. Message. Yeah. Hey, hey, take a moment if you need. <laughs> no, I think I would say I'm proud of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say mm -hmm. that. Like, mm -hmm. That's awesome. You, you, you didn't shy away. You really, you, you went down and 
into this darkness and you showed up the way you needed to show up. So I'm really proud of you. Mm. I love that. There's so much <laughs> just love and acceptance intertwined in that very simple answer. Very good. Claudia, thanks so much for doing this, coming on the show. What a, what a pleasure. Uh, where, where can the audience go to connect with you, um, learn more about you? Maybe if you have, if they liked your meditation at the beginning and they want to, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you do guided meditations. I hope you do. Yeah, it's a new thing I, um, I'm actually working on actively. So I, I just made a SoundCloud account for, um, it's called um, Take a Moment. And it's all very short. I can send you the link so you can put it in the show oh, notes. Please do, please do. Yeah, so it's, and it's very short, like maximum 10 minutes. And then, yes, Instagram, um, permission underscore to underscore bloom and my website permission to bloom coaching awesome all of those links will be in the show notes <laughs> claudia thanks again for doing this such a pleasure and let's keep in touch yes yeah, thank you for having me 